Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Cans Cross the World podcast. This is Sean and this is episode 74. How's it going? Another week's gone past us and uh, the evenings are getting colder, by The evenings are getting darker. We're edging towards winter. And it's been grand, you know. It's been grand. I've been looking forward to it um, for a while now. I'm looking forward to winter. Um, instead of just fucking feeling like we're like in the Christmas period where we're sitting around, we're just like eating and drinking mostly <laughs> and going out sometimes as well. But yeah, it's been nice for the most part. I always enjoy this kind of period where we're moving into autumn. You know, the leaves are getting browner and it's generally nice. You head out and uh, walk the dog and have the crack with yourself in the park. It's good times. But anyway, we're here to talk about beer. Um, today, I've actually got a beer. It's called Duval. And what's turned me on to this is the fact that it won an award at the World Beer Awards this year. Um, so 2020, it won again. So it's been winning the past couple of years, as far as I know. And uh, basically, it won the best beer in Belgium. And also the best style of beer in the world, which is badass. Well done. Um, but let's get right into it then. Read the wee story. Let's do the wee story. We love a wee story in this podcast. Um, waiting three months for a beer to be brewed, that can seem painfully long, especially when you know that some hasty specialty beers only take 21 days. So uh, <laughs> their uh, whole process takes 90 days and they're saying our natural 90 day process however is unique worldwide and guarantees the purest taste because patience is always rewarded that's fucking true remember guinness used to have the ad uh with the guy like sitting about at the bar and just waiting for the guinness to settle and then he would go back when it was topped up and all and it was uh their line was like all good things come to those who wait brilliant like class crack but anyway, I've got to pour it into the glass, and it's got a massive, massive, massive head on it. It's quite foamy. It looks like a wee ice cream, if I'm honest. But uh, I do like a wee foamy beer. Um, I'm incredibly bad at pouring beers as well. Don't know about you, but I am terrible. And I just like add a bit of foam, as if it was an ice cream. It is tasty foam. Very lovely. So a bit about beer itself then, just before we get stuck in. It's uh, 8.5% ABV, so it's pretty hefty. It's a Belgian golden ale. It's a blonde ale. Um, so uh, pretty excited to get into this, if I'm honest. And it comes in like this stylish wee 330ml bottle. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It kind of looks like... What does it look like? An elephant's trunk. <laughs> it's got like these wee like, uh, curves on it. Real bottles have curves. Um, so it's got like... This really cool wee style on it and it does look like a, a really cool wee bottle um so she's poured into the glass let's get a wee snifter oh hi there's a lot of there's a bit of like pepper note does that i think um maybe i'm getting a bit of spice almost like a peppery spicy sort of thing and color wise then it's just looks like your standard blonde um it is like a wee sort of blonde ale, so it's quite uh, light in colour. Um, as I said, fucking massive head. Like, it is like an ice cream. And it's, uh, yeah, let's, let's just have a taste instead of rambling. 
Oh, here. Oh, yep. <clears throat> that's pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah, that's really smooth. Uh, really smooth. Really lightly carbonated. Um, which I thought it would be more carbonated, if I'm honest. Like, the way it was smelling and stuff like that there. I thought it was going to be very, like, hoppy and stuff like that. But it tastes very malty. A uh, bit of pine in there. It's a bit dry, I think. Um... So I think it would pair well with like a nice wee like biscuit or something like that. Because there's a wee there's a wee multi biscuity feel off it as well. Um yeah, digging it so far, first impressions. Spot on. But yeah, I'm enjoying this so far. Um Duvel Mertgat Brewery is what it's called. It's from uh, Belgium. And just looking at their Wikipedia page here, and they are still a family controlled brewery. So I thought I just Everything out that neck of the woods is owned by Heineken, <laughs> pretty much, like uh, like Amstel and stuff like that. There, like, so I thought in my head, like, oh fuck, they're gonna be another like brewery that uh, is positioning itself like that. It looks like a a family run like traditional thing, but it's owned by Heineken, like everything else. But it looks like these guys uh, are still owned by the family, so that's pretty cool. Like, and Duval is uh, the Antwerp dialect for devil. So it's kind of like devil. Or maybe that's how it's pronounced, like devil. You got a bit of the devil in you, son. That's what they say. Um, that's what they say indeed. They are the priests. The dodgy boys. Uh, not all priests are dodgy, I guess. But anyway, let's get off that, jeez. Um, not come down that rabbit hole. Start a new job in the past week, and it's been crack. I'll not tell you where it is, but if you uh, follow me on social media you've probably seen that i've posted about it quite a bit um really enjoying it lovely people the food and coffee up there are it's just fucking great like um it's great to be working in a place where like everybody's really passionate about what they do and uh, the, the food and drink is amazing as well and uh yeah it's just a fucking delight coming into work every day and having a crack with everybody and uh just giving people a great time. Because, jeez, we need it now. Hopefully we're not going to head back into a fucking lockdown. We use restrictions. What about that? Like, what about it? I'll not set on the restrictions too long because I know these are all, like, chatting about it every single day. So <laughs> I don't want to just uh, get bogged down in it. But uh, as I was saying during the week, it was like, you might as well bring a wee card reader down to your parents' house if you want to visit them. Because it seems that the restrictions uh, make sure that people are paying mo- like ch- money. Cha- as long as money changes hands, I think that's what they're saying. So you can basically uh, meet your parents down in the pub, but you're not allowed to meet them in their house. <laughs> Corona is capitalist. Corona needs money, and it needs about 350 Corona's a goddamn Loch Ness monster, I think. Um, but yeah, it's stupid, like, such a fucking knock. Because, like, they're just going, like, you're not allowed to meet uh, more than six people. So after six people, then, like, Corona just, like, descends upon you. If it's seven people, oh, fuck, you're screwed, like. Or what about this, uh, like, pubs have to close at 10 p.m. now. So, like, 10 one. Oh. Danger time, Corona's gonna come and get you. Like, if you're there before 10 o'clock, it's totally safe. Corona doesn't come out till after 10. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
So you're going to get, I think you're going to get more people protesting and more people out there just showing their uh, absolute hatred of, of the incompetent governments that we have. And it's not like, it's so strange because it's not like a local thing. I think it's not that um, our government here in the north uh, or the government in the south or the English government, the Scottish or the Welsh or the fucking Americans, whatever. Like it's not localized uh, one shitty government it's global and how's ever the government doing a terrible job like gives rise to like a global conspiracy but like anything else you try to think of who benefits and there doesn't seem to be anybody benefiting from this um not that we can see anyway it's not apparent just yet but yeah it's fucking weird it's been uh, it's been stressful but trying to move past it as best we can and um, just plugging on doing our bit and uh, like i say like up in our wee job up on our wee workplace we try to just give people that wee slice of normality you know and um, just uh people are on their their day out with their family or they're on a wee date or fucking it's just like a an elderly couple maybe in for a bit of light light munching and a bit of tea or something out there but everybody's just in there to to enjoy themselves you know so yeah long may it continue hopefully we don't head into a fucking second lockdown again because uh, i think it'll force people to go to like more protests and maybe even riots and stuff like that because they're talking about like ten thousand quid fine or something like that i think was the figure so like it was the government uh, giving you 10 quid to go out to dinner last month and then this month they're fining you 10 grand what the fuck like <laughs> but uh, it was always going to be the way to think they were, they were going to try and blame the public um, due to their own incompetence sort of thing it's fucking mental but anyway let's get on the next thing um yeah, we'll just chat about stuff. Don't want to get too bogged down in Corona, as they say, because like, that's all we bloody hear about these days. Um, but a good news this week. Uh, again, this will be the third week in a row, I believe, that I'll have mentioned the uh, Bullhouse on the podcast, because like, they're flat out so there. Um, they've been working away, as you know, on their new uh, on the new brewery. Um, they've moved premises over to Butcher Road. And it looks incredible. Nice big space. Um, and then they've been uploading stuff to their blog. So if you want to check out their blog, bullhousebeer.co.uk and click on blog and then you can read their latest updates. But the latest from them then is uh, they are launching their tap room. So that's going to be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you can have a wee pizza in there. And also you can have uh, Lock of Bullhouse as well. There are eight taps in there of bullhouse and uh, that's going to be all different types of bullhouse and if they have uh, a small axe on tap i'll just be fucking lying under it <laughs> i love that stuff but to be fair like a uh, bullhouse haven't released a bad beer and i think pretty much anybody um who has any like who has had any bullhouse beers and um, they'll be in the same boat as well the guest tap is beer hut um, we love Beer Hut Brian as well. Remember Two Player? Oh, Jesus. That was gorgeous. 
Um, so there's a good pile of awesome beer hut uh, beers as well. So I'm not sure what like their beer is going to be, but uh, they've got a tap up there in Bullhouse. Um, then they've got natural wines from uh, Spontaneous Juice, and they, uh, yeah, so the Spontaneous Juice people are like supplying some wine to them as well, so that's pretty cool. Um, oh, the the pizza is done by Umami, um, which I believe is like that little, it's like a wee, I think it's a wee pizza van or something, I can't remember. But I remember them being at uh, the biggest weekend at BBC gig and having some pizza there. Um, incredible. Like, really, really tasty. So that'll be awesome. Um, also, they're, they're doing something cool about soft drinks as well. So if you don't booze, um, like if you've got, like, gluten-free or low-alcohol low beers um, or soft drinks, so it's, like, BYOB, so you can bring your own. Um, that's pretty cool, isn't it? So yeah, that's the Bullhouse Taproom. And they've also launched their crowdfunding as well. Um, so like, there's different levels. Uh, like, you've seen crowdsourcing before where it's just like you pay it forward pretty much. Like, you uh, can invest in the company and then they'll kick you back with something. Um, but yeah, what they're doing is pretty awesome. So like, for every quid you give them, they'll give you 150 back in vouchers. Um, and then there's like 50 quid or more, you get your name on the, the plaque on the wall, on the supporters plaque in the, the brewery in the taproom there. And you also get 75 quid of vouchers, um, which can be redeemed online or at the regular taprooms. So that's pretty incredible. Like, So yeah, um, bullhousebeer.co.uk and check all that out. Can't wait. Like, I can't wait to go to their tap room. It's going to be incredible. Like, they're the nicest people. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Good luck to them. Oh, wow. This uh, beer is actually going down too fast. It is actually really tasty. Um, has to be said now. Yeah, so I can see why they uh, why they keep winning the, the award every year. Uh, this Duval, or Devil. It is gorgeous. It's really nice. Um... It is quite, uh, how would you say, like, acidic. Um, there's a wee, like, bitterness to it, like a, a bitter finish. And it's got a medium body as well, so it really, like, the flavour kind of hangs out and stuff and parties with you. Um, yeah, like, I, I'm really digging this. Like, that's fair. Like, I guess, like, if you're winning that fucking award every year, like, at the World Beer Awards, then it's not going to be piss water, like, um... Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy this. That is fantastic. It's one as well, like, you know one that you see in the supermarket shelf? And you're just going, oh, it's bound to be fucking, like, one of those, uh, those, those stinkers or something like that. Because it's just, like, always been one of those beers that's always on the shelf. Um, it doesn't really leave at any point, because, like, um, supermarkets these days, like, have been really good at rotating their, like, craft beer. Um, fair enough. A lot of it's Brie Dog and um, Northern Monk and stuff like that. But to be fair, um, they have been like rotating them. So there's new beers every now and again that come in, uh, which is pretty awesome. Obviously not, uh, they don't rotate it on the basis of like Lexa Vineyard or Wine Company or, you know, the wee craft beer shops like that. But yeah, they more or less just um, 
get new beers in all the time, but this is always there, this devil. And I've always seen it. Uh, but I, I never thought to go like, actually, I'll give that a go, see what it's like. But here it is today, having a go at it. And it is really nice. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I should have got two bottles, because this will be gone by the time I get, the, get through the podcast. But it's 8.5 as well, so uh, it is <laughs> a bit hefty. Um, but speaking of, let's get into some of these fucking stories. Um, so, speaking of Belgium, Belgium's iconic beer and fries threatening is being threatened by climate change effects. Um, so for all you climate change deniers out there, the fries and fucking <laughs> beers being threatened by. So get it up, you. Yeah. Um, two of Belgium's most iconic exports, uh, beer and fries, stand to be severely affected by the effects of climate change. It says this is a report that came out this week, uh, yesterday, in fact, on Thursday. Part of the study, changes in Belgium uh, will mainly be felt through heat waves, uh, floods and droughts with warmer, drier summers and milder wetter winters slowly become the new normal. Fuck, I hate that phrase. New normal. Fuck you. Like, that, don't say new normal. Like, it's not normal. Like, it's... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's oh, geez. You know what? Like, things I want to leave behind uh, 2020... The lack of gigs, fucking new normal. Uh, let's get rid of staycation as well. Shove staycation up your arse. I swear to God. If you use the term staycation, stay in the fucking house. Don't go anywhere. Like, um, I oh god, I I hate that term staycation. Like, it's so cringy. Um, but yeah, obviously fuck COVID. Like, leave COVID in twenty twenty. Even though it's going to follow us in the next year, um, let's be honest. But at the same time, I hope not. Like I, I hope uh, just we fucking just pull through, and it's going to be sweet next year. But you can always just hope, can't you? Um, but we could be heading for a worldwide riot as well. Could be the start of the new world order. If you're into your conspiracy stuff, um. But yeah, this is pretty interesting now. So if you want to read that, you can Google it. Because I'm not about to just fucking read a whole article. But yeah, basically, beer and fries are going to be affected uh, due to climate change and the weather and stuff like that. Cold winters and hot, hot summers. Um, That is heartbreaking, if I'm honest. Because the likes of this doodle, which comes from Belgium, will be affected by this. Heartbreaking stuff. 90 days, too, to brew this. Um, but there you go. Quality over quantity. Eh? And then, next up in the thing. So this is a company that I was getting... I was I was chatting with. Um, I'm trying to buy one of these often. They're, they're released, like, I think, like, next month or something like that. It's pre-orders at the minute. So this wee thing is called The Painter. And it's uh, it's been dubbed the Nespresso for beer, <laughs> homebrew kit, and uh, I think it brews beers in like a couple of days or something like that. So you can uh, buy the actual kit for seventy five quid, and it includes two painter packs, 
Um, so it contains all your ingredients. That's your actual painter itself. Um, they're gorgeous looking wee things as well. They come in different colors. Um, they come in like a light blue, yellow, red, black, and I believe like a purple as well. <laughs> so I've requested like the purple one. I want to buy one of those. Um, they're badass. Like, but you um can sign up for like a wee monthly subscription with them after you buy it as well. Twelve quid a month, and that continues uh, your sort of um thingamajig your your ingredients will arrive every month then which is pretty incredible because these um these make 10 pints at a time um so that's that's fucking great because like you're looking at these beer subscription companies and you're paying like 25 to 30 quid sometimes more and you're getting maybe eight to 12 bottles and maybe three 30 mil bottle kind of things or cans and this uh painter this why do you put on a fucking accent i'm like a kanks in the fellowship last week with the australian accent um but yeah this is uh unreal this sounds fucking class but uh, this is an interesting wee line here. The launch comes as a threat of hospitality businesses closing across the UK has surfaced or resurfaced amid a surge in COVID cases. Sales of beer in supermarkets performed particularly well while pubs and bars were closed from March to July, with brewers such as Nerds Monk and Salt choosing to list in the big four retailers such as Mrna. That's uh, I'm not going to mention the fucking <laughs> supermarket's name again. God damn it. Um, but these guys were on uh, Dragon's Den 2014 um, with a different homebrewing idea. And they left with uh, 40k from Duncan Bannatyne. And they gave uh, 25% of the business to him. But then they decided not to pursue a partnership with him. They also, uh, they're also the founders of Why Not Festival, um, so that's pretty incredible as well. So, like that, this this is really fucking exciting. Um, that the founders of a festival have a homebrewing technique as well. So, like you might see, like a whole community of like homebrewers and stuff at the next festival, whenever that's going to be, and just making these random fucking crazy beers for the festival and on. Yeah, oh, that's that's really exciting. Um, so that's called the painter, and you can Google that as well. Maybe have a wee look at it. It's only seventy five quid, and that's something that's going to keep producing beer for you, and it's going to be fucking awesome. The the sounds of it, I'm really excited about it. Um, so hopefully when they get back to me, um, with how to to pre order. Um, I'll share the information with everybody as well on the cansacrosstheworld.com and also our social medias and just let you know exactly what the crack is and even if it arrives then I'll do like a wee video and stuff and show you how it works and all that good stuff pretty fucking incredible like yeah I'm so excited about this so yeah it's called The Painter <laughs> I'll stop rambling about it um, pretty, pretty awesome there um, so going from something completely awesome to something it's fucking bullshit really uh, there's a book coming out on the 14th of October called Beer and Racism 
and it's how beer became white, why it matters, and why the movements to change it are important. Um, so beer is racist. Beer is racist, according to this fucking guy. Um, so Nathaniel G. Chapman is uh, the guy's name, and David L. Brunsma. So they have the names of uh, the type of person that would believe that beer is racist. <laughs> you know, them fucking random SJWs, because everything is racist now. Even beer, apparently. This table that my fucking computer's sitting on is racist, because it's, uh, it's, it's brown and it's appropriating uh, like black culture um, just by not being a, a white table, a pine. This is more like a walnut kind of table. <laughs> The racist table. How can you stand racism on the table? Of course you stand. Oh, Jesus. I I don't even know anymore. I'm just like spitballing. Um, but yeah, everything's racist. And why wouldn't beer be racist as well? So there you go. So this book comes out on the 14th of October. And I'm going to fucking read it. And then I'm going to try like I do everything. I'm going to read it. I'm going to give it the time of day. I'm going to go in with... Uh, a clear mind. I'm not going to go in with like a critical, cynical eye because they might have some really good fucking points. I haven't read it. I can't. I, yeah, it's like obviously when I seen the blurb. Um, so we'll read you the blurb here now. When I seen this blurb, right? So I just thought to myself, oh fuck, here we go again. SGWs, blah blah blah, blah. all the, the usual shit, like um. And these people do so this is what it says beer in the united states has always been bound up with race racism and the construction of white institutions and identities uh, not really you're forgetting about the whole black uh, brain movement and stuff like that and even yeah i mean a very very quick google disproves that entirely because there's a massive black brain community but anyway no Fuck facts out the window. Fuck facts. We're uh, we're in la la land now. We're in fucking. <laughs> Here we go. So second line. Given the very quick rise of craft beer, as well as the myopic scholarly scholarly focus on economic and historical trends in the field, there is an urgent need to take stock of the intersectional inequalities that such realities gloss over. Fucking, that's rich coming from them, boy. Like, who are they talking about, like, glossing over reality? They're completely glossing over reality here. Um, I'm only on the second line, for God's sake. <laughs> this unique book. Unique, thank God. <laughs> but uh, we see when, when they get, like, all the sales from me promoting it in cans across the world. All these fucking, all these fans out there. He's he's all boost the sales of this book, by, and then we... Bringing out a sequel. We're doing a sequel. Um, this unique book carves a much-needed critical and interdisciplinary path to examine and understand the racial dynamics in the craft beer industry and the popular consumption of beer. Um, yeah, there you go. There's a good word. That's the only bit I've fucking agreed with. Racial dynamics. Um, yeah, like there's so many people involved, so as a racial dynamic, but why... These guys are racist. Like, like if you're applying race to a beer, you're saying like, oh, uh, like oh, why, uh, 
why are you a white guy and brewing beer? Like, shouldn't you be a black guy and brewing beer? But that's a, like, it's beer. Like, it's not going to be different. It's not like it's going to be, uh, like, any different if it's a black guy or a Mexican or a Chinese person. Um, like, it's not going to be any different. It's going to be the same recipe. It's not like white guy recipe. Oh, fair enough. Like, if it's a white guy, he might use more salt, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, white guys can season. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be any different. Like, I think this line of thinking in itself is racist because you're saying that... Um, it's kind of like that victim mentality of, like, you're trying to say that uh, these people should be offended by the fact that there's not more black brewers, which there are loads of black brewers. Like, it's not not a fucking epidemic. You've just decided that you're going to be offended on their behalf. Like, But that's just basically uh, basically the world the way it is at the moment, isn't it? You, every, everybody's just deciding, like, oh, yeah, these people should be offended. Um, why aren't you offended? You should be more offended by this. Like, how am I more offended? No, ah, these people, man. Terrible. So that book comes out on the 14th of October, and I will be downloading it. Um, oh, I'll say is it cheaper to buy the so e publication 21 quid and paperback 1839? Fucking capitalism. <laughs> like, let's address that. Like, how is it cheaper to kill a tree and send it out to me, ship it, uh, have it arrive in a, a van that uses petrol and fucking spews pollution into the air and all that shit, whereas I could download it, circumvent all that, and it's grand. And even, this is like a pre-order price as well, so it's like normally twenty six ninety nine. if um, if you don't buy it like now basically that's pretty fucking expensive for a downloadable book like um if i'm honest i'll probably try and find a, a pirate copy see if the the pub dvd guy has a copy of it instead of wasting it and then reading it and it's just horseshit theories about these uh these guys and their their beliefs anyway that's one to look out for. It's going to be called Beer and Racism, How Beer Became White, Why It Matters, and the Movements to Change It. And these guys uh, evidently are they're, they're white guys. They're white SJWs, and they've decided that people should be offended by uh, brewers and beer. Because why wouldn't you? That's the fucking world we live in. It. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, move on to something happier. So there's a gaff, right? that's been decorated entirely with Budweiser, like beer cans, and that's a way up for sale, and it looks, <laughs> it looks fucking funny, like, it looks like a student house, it just looks like a student house after, uh, like, I'd say about a week, a week in the Holy Lands, maybe, a house has probably looked like this, beer cans just <laughs> stacked everywhere, there's beer cans in the roof, there's beer cans going up the walls, um, there's beer cans, on the table legs, yeah. So there's beer cans holding up the table. Um, it's pretty cool. I wonder how much it costs. It actually looks lovely. Hey, I'm not gonna on the outside, obviously. But um, 
on the inside it's just beer cans everywhere but it looks gorgeous and it's only oh my god i'm gonna buy this house it's only a hundred thousand hi hundred thousand dollars uh or 78k of the queen's english pounds that's pretty cheap and it's in florida look at that oh that's probably sold by now that's a really cheap house wonder why it's so well it's cheap because it's fucking <laughs> it's cheap because it's like full of budweiser cans um yeah that that's a cheap house and it's in florida as well um maybe i talk to my dog maybe chat them later see if he fancies moving to florida it looks lovely on the outside now it's got a nice big garden and uh like the house is generally nice but would you not get sick of seeing bullways cans everywhere um it's a bit crazy like and uh lastly then let's get into the very last story here um so this is a bit of celebrity gossip um so kristen bell admits she regularly lets her kids drink non-alcoholic beer um i'd say that's interesting enough because like you get that uh like remember back in the day uh you're you're about seven or eight or something and an uncle or an aunt or something like that would sneak you sneak you a wee just a wee snifter of a drink um i remember uh, a certain uncle i won't name him um but <laughs> i got he, he got me a taste of guinness and i remember uh my face nearly folding in itself going jeez what is that like like child sean was about uh taken aback by it um so i guess it's no real different than that and this is sort of um non-alcoholic beer as well so they're you're getting that kind of taste but she says it uh, makes him feel closer to her dad um who is Dak shepherd by the way you know the you know the crack um I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I, I, th- I think that's pretty cool. Like, um, they, the kids can sort of join in in the, the family fun and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, uh, Doc Shepard, it says in the article as well, but he, um, he's so been sober for years and years, and he enjoys a wee alcohol-free beer. Um, obviously, <laughs> we're doing No Crack November as well, which sees me and Stu. Uh, going booze free for a month so I'll be crack um, did it last year and it was a wee bit difficult I think just on nights out because I wouldn't be drinking um, but all my mates were um, there was times I was playing gigs oh remember gigs uh, I was playing gigs or I was going to gigs and stuff like that and all my mates would be boozing away and having the bants and um, drinking nice whiskies and cocktails and lovely beers and lovely cans and i would be drinking like a non-alcoholic beer and i'd be reviewing it on the site so we're doing it again this year and we're not sure what the charity is going to be this time uh so if you have a charity that you like to vote for um fire us a message and we'll consider it uh we haven't decided who we want to support yet this year but last year we raised over 250 quid for a CC Animal Sanctuary. Um, we set up like a, a We Just Given link and then people just donate whatever they want. Um, so that was pretty badass just being able to hand over like a pile of cash to a, an, like a charity that we absolutely love. Um, 
So we'll be doing the same this year, but just for a different charity. But I think, yeah, I, I'm totally on board with this. Because uh, then your kids can get like that wee, <laughs> that wee beer taste without actually having the, the percentage of like a real beer and stuff like that. So I think it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that about wraps it up this week for Cans Across the World podcast. And just keeping up here short and sweet this week, uh, we'll just get into like just these wee beer news stories and stuff like that. Um, just checking in, as Bill Burr would say, just checking in on you. And we'll be back again next week. Uh, I'm going to have a guest next week. Um, I will announce it during the week. Just got to confirm it and finalize it. Uh, but yeah, going to have a guest next week. Until then, have a good week. Look after yourself. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Sanitize your hands. All that good stuff. Don't be silly. Don't get yourself fucking arrested for being in a group of uh, seven people. Don't start uh, an S Club 7 tribute band, for God's sake. Do a, do a five uh, <laughs> tribute band instead. Stay safe. Um, but yeah, check out uh, our, all our friends' podcasts, the Fellowship Podcast. Always crack um, every Sunday. But uh, like, yeah, it's like uh, there's over 200 of them now. They're fucking flat out. So they're, um, they're fantastic. Check them out. Also, check out Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends. Uh, really good podcast as well. Rory Woods, Woodstock podcast. Get into all of them. Just uh, head you onto the, the internet there. And Deckchair Yums is Mickey Bartlett, I believe. I'm terrible with names, but uh, that's a great podcast as well. But anyway, for us... We'll see you again next week. Check out cansacrosstheworld.com. And yeah, we'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Actually, I'm an absolute dingus. I forgot to score the beer. <laughs> the beer podcast. I don't even fucking score the beer. Um, but yeah, this week we were having the uh, Duval. It's the <laughs> Belgian <laughs> golden ale. I have a fucking numpty, I swear to God. Um, 8.5% ABV. Uh, three thirty mil in volume or in uh, in height. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, really tasty. Uh, like I say, it's got like a, a wee peppery kind of taste off it. Um, it's a uh, medium bodied, really coats the mouth and quite flavoursome. Uh, there's a wee piney kind of uh, oakiness to it and the taste. Uh, so yeah, like definitely get into this. Don't look past it in the supermarket like I did, uh, because like, I, I just uh, I always see it in the shelf and just think it's going to be a stinker. But it turned out to be nice. So you know what they say: like go outside your comfort zone. Sometimes just give something a go, and uh, sometimes it'll turn out to be fucking good and worth your time. But anyway, I would give this a three point nine out of five. I really enjoyed it. It was delicious. Right, <laughs> that's it this time. <laughs> See you next week. Have a good time.